Hey everyone, you're listening to the Discover Grace and Truth podcast. Together we are going to discover God's grace and truth through the Bible for people who love Jesus, who want to hear His voice, move in His direction, and eventually help others do the same. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode with Pastor Anton Lasala. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you, Lord God, that today is the day that you made. We're going to rejoice, God. We're going to be glad in whatever we face today because you're for us, not against us. We know that you love us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, welcome again to Discover Grace and Truth podcast. I'm so grateful that today is going to be in one of those messages that we're we're going to be thankful for what God is doing in our lives. I mean, he gave us life and life that's more abundant, folks. That's enough to be thankful for Jesus. So this month, I've been dedicating my talks to being thankful for God's grace and truth. See, it's God's grace and truth that saved us. It's God's grace and truth that's going to continue to sustain us. And How do we make God's grace and truth real to us? By remembering what Jesus did for us at the cross of Calvary. And one of the ways we do this is through the communion table. So my hope is that when we start talking about this subject, and whenever we talk about this subject, and we partake of the communion, miracles, healings, wisdom, direction from God will take place. I want to encourage you to join us live on Facebook at Discover Grace and Truth tonight at 8 p.m. We're praying. We're taking communion together. I'm believing with you that God's going to work on your behalf. So join us tonight. I'm believing with you that God will be moving on our behalf for change. So don't miss out. Be there. All right. So last week we talked about the approach of communion. We went line by line in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. If you haven't heard last week's podcast, you really need to hear it. We found out that Paul was addressing the Corinthian church on the method that the Corinthian church was approaching the communion table. So understanding the approach of communion, not religiously, but more in understanding We're going to experience healing, strength, direction in real life. Family, when we realize the depth of Christ's payment on the cross was so extreme, it should humble us to the point of being thankful that God's grace saved us and by his blood it sustains us. That's why we celebrate the communion table. That's why I do it. Because I'm so thankful for what Jesus did for me 2,000 years ago. So now that we're approaching the table in humility, thankfulness, unity, let's just jump right into 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 through 26, and see what's next. All right, let's begin with verse 23. It says there, for I received, this is Paul speaking, for I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the, on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me 
So this verse is saying, let's remember that the wafer or the bread that we're, we're about to partake in communion represents the Lord's body, which was broken for us at the cross. See, the communion table represents Jesus and his love towards us. It's about his power to heal and deliver us from any from every sickness and disease. Paul writes that the Lord wants us to partake of the Holy Communion in remembrance of him, of Jesus. See, the word remembrance is a much stronger word than just a passive, sentimental remembering to a Jew. To a Jew, it's the idea of reenactment of going through the event again. Let me say it again. To a Jew, it's the idea of reenactment of going through the event again. So remembering for us is rehearsing the reenactment in our hearts of what Jesus did at the cross for us. I love what Isaiah 53 says in verse 4 and 5. He said, surely, he, this is Jesus, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet he, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, and by his wound, wounds, but he was wounded for, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed folks we are healed we might be going through some things in life but jesus said we are because of what he did at the cross we are healed so again it's reenacting in our hearts all that jesus went through seeing his broken body on the cross as we be as we hold the bread in our hands see this takes on a whole new meaning when we hold and partake of the bread. I get so thankful for what Jesus did for us. I'm so thankful for his brokenness of his body on the cross. I know it seems like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I want him to, to suffer, but he did. He wanted to suffer for us so that we don't have to suffer anymore. Verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we know according to the scripture, the cup represents the blood that was oozing out of Jesus's body when he was tortured, whipped, and then later stabbed in his side on the cross. This blood paid for every sin that mankind committed in the past as well as every sin committed present and future. So let me tell you also what this represents, though. A sealed covenant. Yes, a covenant that can never, ever be broken. Folks, you and I, family, you and I, have been stained by the blood of Jesus. A seal that can never, ever be broken. Wow, what a thought. So like the bread, there should be a reenactment in our hearts, seeing his blood shed for us as we drink the cup. 
It's about actively valuing the cross and seeing how powerful it is for us today. Remember, it was for us, family, that the King of Kings, Jesus, suffered. That's why I get so thankful. For as Verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. The very act of taking the bread and the cup represents a proclamation, a proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes, he comes back for us. So we're, there's a reenactment constantly, just remembering what he did for us. And that's where humility comes. That's where thankfulness comes. That's when we say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it in my body. I don't know how you're going to do that in my family, but I know that if I just see you, you're going to take care of things. See, when we partake of the communion, we're not proclaiming his death until he comes. We're not, I'm say, let me say that again. We're, when we partake of the communion, we're not only proclaiming his death until he comes, but we are celebrating the truth that Jesus paid for our sins, believing we are justified, justified, made righteous, that he rose from the dead, and now we're blessed through faith in Christ because he made us complete. We are complete in Christ, folks. That's the word of God says. So let me run through what I do when I partake of the communion. Maybe this is going to help some of you when you just don't know, you know, can I do this by myself? Can I, do I, do I have to just do this, you know, at church or in a small, no, you can do it at any time you want. But there are some general rules that I'm going to give you that's going to probably help you receive what Jesus has for your life. So first, I'm setting myself up to receive the total benefit when I partake of the communion, meaning I'm going to find a place where I can settle my mind. That means no distractions around me, no phones, no computers, any object that's going to take away from my quiet place with Jesus. I'm finding a good place to remember Jesus. That's what I'm doing. Then I'm going to worship a little. Whether I sing myself or, or I'm hearing worshipful songs, what I'm doing is putting my heart and my mind in a thankful position for the privilege of taking communion. Then I'm going to take the bread, remembering what Jesus did for me at the cross. And if I'm sick or if I have a challenge in my life, I see Jesus taking on that challenge, taking on that sickness, taking on that disease. That, that, and then I'll just begin to thank Jesus for what he did for me at the cross. And I'll, I'll begin to rehearse back to Jesus what certain scriptures mean deep for me, like 1 Peter 2, 24, that by his stripes we are healed. In Matthew 8, 17, he took up our infirmities, carried away our pains. In Galatians 3, 13, he redeemed us from any curse that would come our way or any healing scripture that comes to mind. I'll do this until I know that I'm ready to partake of the bread. See, there's no timing here, folks. This is between you and God. You'll know when to partake of the bread because you'll come to a place where you're so, so thankful for what he did for you 
that at that given moment, something special is going to happen in your life. Then I'll do the same with the cup, remembering what Jesus did for me at the cross. I think about the how the blood and water flowed from his body, signifying a covenant I have with Jesus that never, ever can be broken. I'll begin to thank Jesus uh, for all what he did for me by his blood. I'll remember Colossians chapter 1 and verse 14. It says, in whom by his blood I have forgiveness of sins. And Romans 5, 9, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. We've, in, Re in Revelations 12, 11, we overcome the enemy, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony or any other scriptures that speaks covenant with God. And then I'll partake of the cup. Then I'll go into a place of worship again, just thanking God for this, for this privilege we have remembering the Lord's table. Then, folks, the rest is up to God. I've honored Jesus through the table, and now I can expect for God to bring healing and miracles, direction from my life. Folks, at any time, we take communion. Whatever condition we are in, let's come to the table beholding Jesus, remembering Jesus, his love for us. Let's begin to partake of more and more of his healing by rehearsing those healing scriptures back to him, his sealed covenant. And let's celebrate what he paid for us at the cross. Family, I want to encourage you. Join us tonight, 8 p.m., live on Facebook at Discover Grace and Truth. Tonight and for the next eight days, we're going to be praying and taking communion together. Let me help you prime your pump to see God do wonderful things through the communion table. Let's not take this for granted. Let's honor the table together and let's see God move on our behalf. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this honor and privilege that we have together. Lord, just to learn about your word, to participate with your word, and to know, Lord God, that you're going to do above and beyond what we can even ask or think because you're true to your word. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your healing. Thank you, Lord God, for your direction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, everyone. Subscribe now and don't miss out on any other episodes. For more information, go to discovergraceandtruth.com. If you want to receive an email reminder, you can sign up there as well. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that this episode reminded you that God loves you. He is for you and he is ready to go above and beyond what you can ask or think according to his power that works in you. We love you and we'll catch you next time.